Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Epic Mind Body Spirit Podcast. I'm Lisa Wagner, and I am super excited to have with me today Daedrus, <coughs> excuse me, Daedrus Seroic. Um, she's joining me today, and I'm thrilled. She's one of the founders and the artist behind some fantastic products uh, made by a company called Strawsome. There's a hint as to what they're about in the name. I love her products, her artistry, and I'm just really glad I have the chance to talk with her today. So hi, Deidre. Thanks for being here. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. Uh, oh, I'm thrilled. So here's how I found Deidre. Um, several months ago, sometime last year, I don't remember when, a friend of mine, um, my friend Susan, it turned me on to the whole uh, thing I didn't know about, and that was uh, the environmental impact that straws, plastic straws have. And once I learned about that, I was, you know, kind of horrified. I thought, how did I not know this? And right around that same time, this isn't why Susan told me about it, but I had um, started about a year and a half ago using straws. And I hadn't hardly used them, you know, at home, but I adopted two cats. And I found that um, unless I constantly held my hand over the glass, they always wanted my water and they wanted to shove their little faces down into my glass. So I started using tumblers and straws and that way, you know, they couldn't, they couldn't get their little faces in there. So here I am, I'm using straws. She tells me about that. And I immediately got on the internet and started searching for alternatives. And I found, you know, some nice alternatives, but the best alternative I found was on a website called strawsome.com where they make glass straws. And I tell you, I've ordered several times from this website and everything comes perfectly packaged. It's just, everything is uh, just so professional and well done about the ordering process. And the products are gorgeous. So they're not, so what's fun for me is not only am I now using a more sustainable, um, you know, am I, I'm drinking my water in a more sustainable way, but also in a prettier way. So I'm now totally into tumblers. I have a collection of them. I have a collection of straws and I was drinking out of one of them one day and I thought, man, I would love to talk with the you know, the, the, one of the people behind this. So I contacted the company and I was so excited that Deidre agreed to come on the podcast. That's an awesome story. What a nice little way. It's, I don't usually hear how people come about, you know, I just get their orders and send them out. I don't hear how people came about finding us. So thank you for sharing that. Well, you're welcome. And you know, one of the great things, there's so many great things about um, purchasing from this website and we're going to kind of actually touch on all of them in a way today, because I want to talk to Deidre about not only her products, but about, you know, creativity and inspiration and, and what it means to, to just own your own business. I personally love, I was telling her just before we started that I love buying from owner operated companies. And when I first was, um, I think it was, maybe my second order. I've ordered it, I forget how many times, but I had a question about a, a product and, you know, I got a very personal response back right away, super helpful. So, you know, there's just a level of connection, human connection that you get when you're buying from someone who makes what they sell you that for me personally just adds to the pleasure and enjoyment of it. So anyway, Deidre, what I'd like to start off doing first is just talking to people about your products. So if you could kind of share with folks what you make, what you sell, and how you got into it. 
Sure. So we make reusable glass drinking straws, which when people first think about it, they think a straw I have that's plastic, I chew on it all the time. So if you give me a glass straw, I'm going to bite into it and it's going to break my mouth and I'm going to have my, my mouth is going to be bleeding. And it's going to be awful. Um, but in reality, these glass straws are made of the same glass as Pyrex. So it's actually the most durable and strongest glass you can buy commercially made. They actually use it for um, the windows in the space shuttle. So that's how much it can take the hot and cold temperature change. Um, they're very, very thick. We make sure they're a certain wall thickness so they're not super thin and fragile. When you drink out of like a glass tumbler like you might have, that is crystal glass. And that, when you break it, it breaks really easily. Whereas borosilicate glass that we use, that Pyrex glass is actually very, very, very durable. So when you buy from Strawsum, we actually have a lifetime guarantee on our straws so that if you break it, we will actually replace the straw. Um, no questions asked. People think they got to call me and give me a whole life story. You don't have to. I don't have time for that, honestly, but I'd love to talk to you, but I don't need everybody's excuses. So I think since we've been in business since 2008, we have about a 3% um, replacement rate, which is not very high because we have sold a lot of straws. I forget the amount number we've sold over the years, but in 10 years, it's a lot in business. Um, we started out, like I said, it was 2008 when we started our business, but in 2007 is when I came across the idea of glass straws. I had a friend who wanted to find an alternative to plastics. And so we were kind of brainstorming and found some ideas on the internet um, we were going to go on an order and I said, well, there's friends near me who teach glass blowing and all these different glass making classes. And I took the idea to them and I said, can you make these straws for us? And she looked at me and she said, better yet, we teach. We're going to teach you how to do it. That's so and, cool. <laughs> you know, and I was, it's funny because probably I'd say I have a way of like thinking things in my head. And if I don't say them out loud, they actually come true. So about six months prior to that, I thought that torch work looks really interesting. But what people do on it, they make like glass beads or jewelry and things like little tiny things like that. I said, that doesn't really resonate with me, but it's interesting that that, that, mechanics of making that looks really interesting and I had taken glass blowing and it's very intense it's very you know hot and it's hard to do um, and so she showed me on the torch the torch work it's a propane and oxygen powered torch how to order supplies how to get materials and everything and how to make the straws I took probably four or five weekend classes on how to do it um, I just ended up loving it like it was I have a degree, a background in architecture, so my background is in art, but I wasn't working in the field because it just, the everyday working mechanics of it just weren't resonating with me as an artist. Um, and I had had my oldest son at the time, and he kind of took over my life at that time, and I learned a little bit more of the green lifestyle. You know, I started getting rid of paper towels and using reusable bags and water bottles, and so it was really becoming like a something inside of me, like a real big passion to be environmentally friendly. So when I started making these, man, I just fall in love with them. And I had never used a straw. Never. I was like, straws are stupid. Why would I use a straw? Unless I'm at a restaurant, I don't need a straw. And um, so when I started doing that, I put my stuff up on Etsy and sold on there and sold to friends around me. Um, and then probably, I think it was early 2008, my husband and I, we said, okay, are we going to take this and make this a real business? Um, he has his own business too, doing um, IT support and work. So he does websites. So it was kind of a no brainer to have him do that. 
Um, yeah, I mean, you can't get any better than that. And that's a really big expense up front if you're an online retailer. So um, we had just been through the recession with his business and did not come out on top. We had nothing. We were living with my parents, had no home, had no car, had a child and another one on the way. And I just knew at that point that, I mean, I get emotional just thinking about how I felt then because I knew I had to do something. Like I had to make a change for my family. Mm-hmm. And this just, it was perfect. He did the website and, you know, he came up with the name Strawsom. You'd think we paid a big marketing company to do that. We did not. My husband and I mulled over it probably for three, four months. So we were patient in that. And he came up with the perfect name of Strawsom. Um, my son was born and then we moved out. We were able to move out of our house, my parents' house and get our own home. Um, I can always judge how long I've been doing Strassum by how old my, my, um, <laughs> my youngest son is. So I know around that time frame when, cause I was pregnant when I was doing it, I was a very unique situation. Um, it has been probably the hardest, but most rewarding thing I've ever done. And I, I'm so glad that it's see that people like yourself can see what I put into it. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. I mean, the thing is, they're so they're so well made. They're so beautiful, and I love on your website. Um, there's a blog, and I love when either there or on Facebook or or Instagram, whatever. You know, there's pictures posted of you creating. You know, I love the this. You know, watching you work with it. And by the way, I do want to mention so, and all this will be on my website. But in addition to Strassum.com. You can connect with them at uh, Facebook at Strawsome. Also on Instagram and Twitter, it's B Strawsome. And the name is so perfect. I mean, <laughs> it really is. It's it's just it's almost incredible that it's it was available. You know, it's right. like one of those things that you think hasn't somebody else thought of this because right. it's so good. But um, I love that you have. You know, right now I am. Uh, using you can't see it, so I'll I'll tell everybody. I'm using a Star Wars tumbler, and mm-hmm. I'm using uh, a skinny straw because okay. this particular tumbler has a narrow opening. So I do mm-hmm. want to say that what's great is um, I will tell you once you start buying these straws, it's like you want to collect them because they're so cool. But they have like a standard width, you know, that's like a straw you'd buy in the store. They also have the skinny straw, and then like a wider like a fatter sort of smoothie straw. So it is nice that they accommodate that. And I can, I can testify to the strength because I'm a klutz and I have more than once kind of like dropped a straw in the sink or whatever. And it, it, you know, it hasn't broken. Um, They can go in the dishwasher and um, you you can soak them. But um, what I also want to talk about, so, so you've got the straws and you've got, um, um, little cases that you can buy for people that want to take their straw with them, which is kind of cool. Right. There's becoming a big movement out there that um, we like to use the hashtag plastic sucks mm-hmm. to play off of straws and plastic and plastic straws. Um, it, the we, I think it, what the stat we have is like 500 million straws are used per day. Plastic straws are used per day in the U S alone. It's just astronomical. Like you go to a restaurant, they give you two straws in a cup. So we're, working hard, not only just to sell our product, it's not just about selling straws. It's about creating and educating the people in our society to understand that it's wasteful. It's you use it for a few minutes and it never goes anywhere. That straw takes 
a long time before it degrades down into small pieces. And even then, there's still small pieces of plastic. They don't actually go anywhere. So the movement now is to go out and to refuse the straw. So we have little, they are plastic cases, but they're actually, ironically, are toothbrush cases that just happen to fit our eight-inch long straws perfectly. So um, they're actually made by a toothbrush company in Pennsylvania that's all solar-powered, woman-owned. Like, it's really awesome. I wouldn't sell it if it were just garbage plastic. Um, and they recycle and everything too. So taking your straw with you to the restaurant and saying, don't bring me a plastic straw. You, you know, it's kind of funny cause you may think you're doing it for yourself and for the, you know, the environment around you, but in, in just saying that to the wait staff, you're automatically educating them. Exactly. That's what I love. And also people that you're with. You could be having lunch with somebody and it's a really casual way, you know, um, because you don't necessarily want to be the person who every day goes around and beats people on the head and says, hey, do you use straws? Don't, you know, don't do that. But you can buy your own example, show them how easy it is to not use a plastic straw. Right. And it's, it's really funny too, because when we go out, I have a, um, a currently have an almost 13 year old and then I have an eight year old son. And so my 13 year old, he's a little bit on the smaller side and they'll like bring him a little plastic cup, like a little kitty cup, you know, and we, before they even bring it to us, I'm like, just bring them regular glass and don't bring any straws, you know? And then they have their special straws that I made from, that have like a little caterpillar on them. And then they look at the waste staff is like, wow, you guys have really cool straws. And then my kids end up talking about it. Like they are leading by example. So if you can get a kid to lead by example, just by thinking something's cool, you're passing it on just inadvertently. And then like when they're our favorite restaurant we go to, it's really funny because like if a new wait staff, wait staff member comes in, the old wait staff will be like, do not bring that table straws. Like actually <laughs> educate them, do not bring them straws, you know? That's so so it's really a fun thing to see and um, just see people embrace it and kind of go with the idea. And it'll make a change, you know? Like one of my friends has the little saying that says, if you think you're too small to make a difference, try sleeping in a room with a mosquito. Yeah. You know, it may be you, but you're one of 7 billion people. So if you can pass it on to like one person, they can pass it on to somebody else. It's going to make a huge change. Well, that's the thing. You know, there's, it's, it's the cumulative effect. I remember years ago, it's a long time ago. So I, it's long past, you know, how my memory works. But um, I read an article about the value of um, not taking like an ATM receipt or gas receipt, or receipt, and I, you know, it just hit me, and I stopped doing that a long time ago, so when I go to the ATM, I don't get a receipt anymore, when I go to pump my gas, I don't ask for a receipt, uh, when I'm in a lot of um, places that I go now, like uh, the, you know, certain vendors will say, you know, do you want a receipt, like your credit card receipt, and I'll say no, occasionally I may say yes, depend depending upon the need for that, but for the right. most, because, you know, a, a lot of them, might, you don't have to sign anymore um, if it's right. under a certain dollar amount or, you know, whatever. And just the effect of years of not doing that, you know, of paper, you know, it's not being generated. Because you know what? Every single time I took a receipt, guess what I did with it? It got crumpled up in my purse. And yeah. eventually one day I would do this little, you know, feng shui attack on my purse and go through and clean it out. <laughs> and I'd gather up all these receipts, which couldn't be read anymore because they were right. all, the ink was all rubbed off. And I'd throw them all out. And I never did anything with any of them. Okay. So it's so amazing. You may think, well, I don't really use a lot of straws. But you know what? You'd be surprised once you become, once you notice it. 
um, that you are using them. And then when you stop, it it just adds up and that's one person. And then you take 10 people, a thousand people. So I just think it's really cool because, you know, um, very few of us can, can completely change everything in our life to live green. So the best thing to do is to look at small things that you can do over time, whether it's changing how you eat, whether it's changing energy you use, you know, whatever it is, but you make these small little changes over time and they all accumulate. So I just think what you, what you do is so cool, but, but I do want to talk a little bit more though, before we move on, um, is because it's a good segue into the artistry. I want to talk about the beauty of the straws. They're just so pretty. And I love that you have, um, one of the first purchases, uh, I think it was the first purchase I made. It included, one of your straws for a cause. Mm-hmm. Um, it has the sea turtle on it. I think it right. was. And mm-hmm. um, I love that you have a set of straws where I think it's like $7 or something. It's a pretty hefty amount. Um, yep. When the, when the straws purchase goes towards the, the cause that you've identified, you know, that you've identified on the website is associated with that straw. So could you talk just a little bit about that? Yes. So we have, like you said, there's a variety of different, um, cause straws like not all of them are have you know creatures on them or animals or whatever on them but um, a lot of them are very um, unique and um, thinking of creativity and speaking towards that like it's one of the most challenging things I do is like you have to here you now you have to put a whale on a straw or you have to put a penguin the penguin was the hardest you have to put a penguin a rock hopper penguin on a straw and I was like okay I mean I probably spent 30 hours making it over and over and over and over again, just trying to get it perfect because I was determined because I wanted to give back to this organization, you know? So um, it's actually a beautiful thing because, you know, being self-employed and a small business and we honestly don't work from credit at all. We basically invest back into our business. So I wanted to give back. It's a part of my heart is to give to those in need and give to, you know, organizations that really help, you know, animals or sea life that's in need and things like that and people too. But it's hard when you don't have, you know, a super large amount of income and can say this amount, I'm going to go back and give that all to those people. So this actually helps in that, you know, it's part of voting with your dollars, the customer orders. We actually get a portion of it, but that's just for materials. And then the rest of it, my, basically my time for making it, that goes back to the organization. So I'm donating my time and our, our, our you know income that would come from that to that organization. And it just, it feels wonderful. I think the um, one of the sea turtle ones this year, we gave back like $1,000 to their organization. That's so that's yeah, it, you know, people resonate with that because there's that video online of a sea turtle with a straw stuck in its yes, nostril, yes. yanking it out, you know? And so it, people need to see things like that, unfortunately, to believe that, you know, it's a bad thing out there, all this plastic in the ocean. That's so. Right. Well, yeah. I, have, I have such a thing for hearts. So one of the straws mm. that I bought during your Christmas, uh, the 12 days of Christmas kind of sales you had was, yeah. um, it had the, um, purple heart on it. Yeah. Um, yeah. but also what I want to say is a lot of the straws, I mean, some of the straws do have shapes or animals like we're talking about, but most of them are just have these gorgeous designs, you know? So yeah. it's, um, that are, you know, more abstract, you know, whether they're swirls or, or, or dots or stones. So mm-hmm. there's just such a, a great variety. And I also bought during the Christmas sale, one of your tumblers. 
Mm -hmm. Um, so I, I, and it's, it was bigger than I thought it would be. I guess I should have read the description more clearly, but I was like, oh my God, this is fantastic because it's bigger than, so I like to, um, take that sometimes with me so I don't have to, you know, I've got plenty of water at home. I can easily go, you know, refill what I'm taking out of. So what are you, what straw are you using right now? I bet you're using one. (laughs) Right now I actually just grabbed one. I have a weird little collection that my kids have and I have. And so sometimes speaking creatively, I, people will come to me and say, I want, you know, this on a straw. And sometimes I'm like, okay, I'll try and do it. But sometimes, like I said, when it's a more creative design, it takes a long time to develop it. It's not like I just sit down and whip it out and I'm done. So when somebody asks me for like a dragonfly on a straw, I'm like, "Mm, I don't really think I'm going to put 30 hours into developing it for you to buy a $10 straw. So right now I'm actually using a little straw that has the face of a pig on it. (laughs) (laughs) So somebody wanted a pig straw and it was, I was thinking, I'm like, I could do that. It's pretty simple. It's just the head of a pig. And um, so I have the example that I made with, Use it, used to make it, and then um, my kids are excited because they have a pig straw. And I actually made two for my um, my son's homeroom teacher because she loves pigs. So that um, that's what I'm drinking. A <laughs> little so pig cool. staring at me. <laughs> well, I love the um, the Instagram post you did um, earlier this week on creativity, and you know the whole notion that it is self replenishing. So the more creative uh, juices you get flowing, and the more you use your creativity it becomes more abundant in your life, right? The more creative you right. become. So let's talk a little bit about that. What, where do where do you feel like, uh, what energizes you create creatively or where does your inspiration come or what do you do when you're feeling uninspired to kind of get inspired? So I'm thinking about this cause, and that's why I did that post yesterday because, um, it's kind of one of the tougher things. I was listening to a Ted talk by, by Elizabeth Gilbert and, you know, she is, had just did Eat, Pray, Love, and it was like, oh, now you've done your greatest work, and everybody loved it, and you have a movie, and you can never do anything better, and I'm, I'm, it always resonated with me, like, why does that have to be the best? Like, if you keep working at it and keep creating and using your creative juices, you should have an unlimited supply, just like you can keep living, you can keep creating. Um, I, it's hard to say where I specifically draw inspiration from. I when the designs of my straws, I have a lot of colors at my disposal. So I kind of just go with that. I like to go sometimes along with the seasons, you know, like, so we're in Michigan right now and it's winter and it's very cold and crisp and gray and monotone. And, you know, that it's cool to me, but that's not what people always want to see on a straw. So, you know, I can do maybe a couple like that, but I really go with now what people have bought in the past and has become really popular. I know that they like bright colors, even in the middle of winter, they're going to go with something that's really exciting. And, um, and I was thinking too about creativity. It doesn't just relate to like making something beautiful, but like being creative in this business, um, in every aspect, I actually was thinking about the other day, we have retail packaging that we created for like hanging in a store space, And it was quite a few years ago and we decided we needed it. And I went to all kinds of retail packaging companies in my area and nobody could help me. I was like, really, this is your job and you can't help me figure this out. So I actually decided to take the creative reins and 
got some chipboard, have a friend of mine who has like a laser inscriber thing. And I got chipboard, a ruler. I got straws. I figured it all out. She cut it out for me. We tweaked it, did all the stuff. And I'm the one who created the packaging, (laughs) you know, and even we had somebody who's doing like a, a, a counter display to put them in. And he's like, I can't even find a way to redesign your packaging for you. You did such a good job at it, you know? And I was like, yeah, boom, there you go. Like creativity comes when it's not even something you think you're good at, you know, just because it's not your job doesn't mean you can't be creative and be good at it. So um, whether it comes to creating ways to be green in your life or ways to save money or doing this, that, or the other thing, creativity comes in all kinds of the ways. And you never know when you're going to be inspired by something to just take the reins and go with it. That's right. What I found for myself is that when I'm, struggling, let's say there's a project or something that I want to work on and I'm just blocked, you know, like I'm just stuck. What I found sometimes works really well for me is I put it aside and I just work on something else. Right. Um, You know, maybe it's a photo album or maybe it's like you said, it's kind of solving a problem or something that kind of gets me, it it gets the creativity going. And then that flows over into the area that I kind of want to work on, you know, but rather than just, you know, whether it's staring at a blank page or a blank screen or a blank or blob of clay or whatever it is, if it's, if I'm stuck, the only way I get moving is I have to go do something else. Right. And then yeah. eventually I do. And especially this last year, um, my mom died in March and um, mm. I was heartbroken. And I found yeah. that um, so much through the year, I just couldn't, you know, I just couldn't focus. It, it was like, it was right. just hard to be creative. Right. And, um, but I kind of, I got to a point where I kind of wanted to be, um, but I couldn't, I couldn't focus. And, so, you know, I, um, one of the things that I've, um, enjoyed over the years, but I had kind of gotten away from was scrapbooking and photo albums. And so I went back to that and I started working on creating photo albums, both physical albums and then digital albums and photo books reprinted. And, um, that was kind of the thing I needed to do because it was, it was creative, but it was also, very emotionally resonating and and then somehow when I did that it unlocked it like got my creativity going and then suddenly yeah. I was able to start doing you know these other things again so um, I think so much about um, you know our frame of mind and our moods um, influence right. our creativity but they don't have to block them the way you know we think they might there is there is a way out you just have to kind of find what works for you. And for me, it's just doing something else. Yeah, me too. I don't realize it until, because I get very, very, very frustrated um, when things aren't going my way. Like I have no patience. So if it's not going my way and it's not working, then I just bah, give up. I'm done, you know, yeah. whatever. But I realize that's what I'm doing is I'm just putting it off to the side until right. it's ready to come to me. And, you know, that's awesome about the scrapbooking. I probably gave you a lot of closure too, to do well, that. And yeah. Well, I, I decided, yeah. you know, I had, um, when my mom passed away, uh, I actually dealt with all of her things and stuff, you know, fairly, mm-hmm. fairly quickly. But then there were some things that I set aside that I thought I'm not ready to deal with her jewelry and her pictures and stuff like that. You know, I mean, I dealt with the mm-hmm. house and the furniture and all of that, you know, much faster. And, um, I'm also, um, so I'm not only dividing up kind of her pictures, I have four brothers, but even Mm -hmm. some old pictures that I already had. And it was so, um, 
it was I it was it was good. You know, my dad died two years ago and in 2015, and um, so it was it was a way to. I don't know. It, it was the right thing to do. And I think what I would tell anybody is just keep doing other things until you hit on something that, you know, you lose track of time in, you get immersed in, focus on that, and then you'll naturally shift over to the other thing that you want to be working on. But for me, what I find is that when my creativity is blocked, it's usually because there's something going on inside of me. And right. so doing something else, some other creative effort helps to sort of unlock what's going on in me. And then once that block is free, then it can, you know, it can spill out into, into any other area. But, you know, um, one of the things that we kind of uh, touched on earlier that I want to bring up is, you know, um, when you have a small business and you have something you're doing with a passion, there's a lot of challenges and rewards with that and you know it, I, I get the feeling from you too that there's a real sense of purpose you know that it's not it's a contribution it's a way to give back but I'm guessing there's also um, sort of an internal very personal sense of purpose too that comes from that a sense of fulfillment yeah there is it's um, I think it's why we put our faces on our website um, so that you know who we are and that we're real people with a driven purpose um, being a family business is it, like you said, it has its ups and its downs. It has its great things. And being a mom and working is one of the hardest things a, a woman can do. And to, to feel like I have the ability to be at home and be with my children when I need to be, and also be able to work at the same time and like provide for them is, it's one of the most amazing feelings I have. Um, I was just sick for about 10 days straight over the Christmas break, of course. So instead of enjoying my time off, I was miserable. But it's interesting because usually after the holidays, sales tend to slow down. But we had some pretty consistent sales and we weren't really doing anything to promote us ourselves directly. So um, there would be like moments where I would have to work, but I was sicker than a dog, but I was able to be able to just get up, get those things done and get people's orders out so that we still kept up the, like, you know, our standards of being a great service and getting an order out and having great customer service. I was still there doing all those little things, but I didn't have to be, you know, working at a desk and sitting there doing it. I could do it for a couple of minutes and then go back to sleep or go take a shower, whatever it is I had to do. Um, <laughs> we are, it's, it's interesting to say that we're purpose driven because we have trying to put it, it's hard to put into words almost, you know, like we don't just do this to make a living. We do it to make a difference in the world. We do it to help other people. We do it to help the environment. We do it for many reasons. So having a purpose is such a broad scope for us. That's why I think that we are that, you know, family owned, family operated business and why we want people to know who we are. We aren't going to hide behind a website or a product. We're going to let you know who we are and why we're doing what we're doing, you know? Well, so. and, and I love, you know, it's, it's clear that you're very devoted to being a mom and, uh, you know, my mom raised five kids and I used to tell her all the time um, when she would 
um, say something, you know, um, positive to me or, or, or share some pride in me, I would always say, Mama, I will never do anything as hard as you did in life. And you raised right. five children. Um, but I also think it's, and while that is absolutely something, you know, to be incredibly proud of, it's also important for, for many women to feel like they have something else because someday those, hopefully, your right. children are going to grow up and go out into the world and live their lives. And while you'll still love them and be a part of their lives, your life isn't going to be focused every day on caring for them. And, right. you know, I've talked to so many women in my life um, where it, it was harder to find that you know, something that it was hard for them to let go of their kids as they started to get to be teenagers because all of their identity was invested in being a mom. Right. And, um, and it's not just about having a job or not having the job. It's about having other interests or passion mm -hmm. in addition to the passion you have for mothering your children. Right. Yeah. Having that purpose is, um, and that passion is, it's, it, incredibly important because like you said, they're not always going to be here and need you. And I think <clears throat> honestly that my working while raising my kids is helping me with like that preteen stage of my oldest who's trying to like push away, you know, and I'm like, it's fine. You need to be able to learn how to cut up an apple because I'm not going to cut your apple up for the rest of your life. And I really don't want to be able to do that. But I, I want to be able to give them an idea of, the fact that mom was there for them, but also provided for them. They, you know, they see me working sometimes and I, I do apologize. I'm like, I'm sorry. It has been a crazy couple weeks and I'm very thankful for you for understanding and dealing with us. And, you know, they are the most patient kids like you'll ever meet because they deal with me all the time. <laughs> well, the thing is kids learn the, the, you know, and I, I think about myself thinking about my parents, but, um, kids learn more by watching than by listening. So, right. you know, yes, you can teach your kids things by explaining things to them, but it's observing you day to day and watching how you handle things, how you, how you resolve conflict, how you manage stress, you know, all that kind of stuff that teaches right. them so much. So, um, I think any parent, um, mom or dad that can find time in their life, um, to, do something that fulfills them, that brings them joy, that, that you know, um, they can feel some passion for that isn't specifically related to their kids is also modeling to their kids, you know, the value in self-exploration and finding that kind of thing for themselves, you know? Right. Absolutely. Um, they, yeah. they learn, you know, they, uh, you know, they learn by watching you. So I think that's really important. Um, and that is, you know, you kind of touched on some of the um, pluses and minuses of managing your own business. You know, on the one hand, it's great that you have a certain level of control of your environment and your time. But then, you know, there's, I, there's also kind of boundary issues that you have to sort of right. learn to manage more. You know, when someone leaves and goes to an office, there's an, a more distinct boundary between their home and their work. And when Absolutely. you work in your home, you have to learn that. But those are great lessons to learn and to demonstrate for your kids. 
Yep, absolutely. I have, a, I barely ever get a vacation because there's nobody to do my job. If I for vacation, it's really, really frustrating. So we're finally actually going to take a vacation in the middle of February. And so I just tell Brian, I'm like, you just have to put, like I saw a sign online at a local shop, I think in Canada somewhere, it says, we're a mom and shop business, mom and pop shop. And Mom and pop sometimes need a break, so we're going to be closed for this week, and we think you'll survive, and we'll be back, and we appreciate you support. We'll just put a little banner up on the website Absolutely. that says, you know, just orders will ship out on this date. We're out at this time. You know, maybe I'll even give you a coupon if you want to order at this time, but mm-hmm. people understand. Like, I have this Absolutely. pressure on myself that I have to do it all right away, right away, right away, and people all understand. Like, we live in a Amazon Prime kind of world where everybody thinks if it doesn't ship out in two days it's the end of the world you know so I just have to be like it's gonna be all right you know absolutely Absolutely. and I think that's another way of of showing people you know there's somebody that's going to come to your website and they're going to see that and they're going to they're going to feel so relieved because they're going to they're they're, they want to do something like that in their life or they want to take a break from something and they're going to see that and say, you know, it's really okay to do that. But I got to ask you, I'm curious, because I've only been purchasing from you since last year. So I don't mm-hmm. know, you know, your history. Do you, when you create straws, do you sometimes retire designs? Do you sometimes bring back a design you retired? Like, how does all that work? So our designs do retire. We just um, discontinued all the ones that we had, and we put them into what we call mystery sets. So we just wrap them all up into sets of four and discount them. We don't know what's in them. Like they're all wrapped up in inventory. So people say, I want one that has this. I want one that. I'm like, I can't tell you what's in them. They're all wrapped up blind. So every once in a while, just to make things fresh and new, because we do have a lot of plain designs, plain styles. Mm-hmm. So those are always going to be here the unless something happens with, with the supply. But um, the decorations change usually on a yearly basis. And I don't bring back the old designs unless it's an accident that I just recreated it. But you know, some things will be similar, you know, you'll find like um, some of the sparkly dichroic designs or the heart, you know, one year I made the heart design for their Valentine's Day, maybe like three or four years ago. And people are like, I want the heart, I want the heart. And they wanted it year round. So I'm like, why am I saying you can only have it at Valentine's Day? I'll just make it year round, you know? So I do what I know my customers love and, you know, cater to their needs and what they really love. And it's worked out great. You know, it's a lot, it's a lot of work because I think I have I forget what, like seven, eight, nine different designs. I think there are, and each one of them has to be made into different, like eight inch straw, eight inch bent, ten inch straw, ten inch bent. And so there's eight, eight, nine different straws times eight different variations and then you have to take pictures of each of them and then you have to write descriptions for each of them and you have to edit the photos and you have to put the photos on the website. I mean, it is more than just making a straw. Absolutely. (laughs) Well, and and, you know, that's right. You you brought up something I forgot to mention. So I have some of um, this, I like the straight straw, um, Mm -hmm. but I also bought a couple of your, I believe you call them slightly bent. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, like for people that are used to buying or using rather a plastic straw that's got the little uh, like mm-hmm. slinky kind of thing where you can bend the straw, you have some that are that are bent. So I have some mm-hmm. of those. You also have some short ones. Right. And I also one time um, I was at your website. This was some months back and you were running a special on straws that like didn't fit your perfect length requirement or whatever. So you were yes. just doing like a clearance and I actually bought like 
just a bunch of oddball little, you mm -hmm. know, straws. Um, it was just a cheap way to, because like I said, now I've become sort of obsessed with collecting them. Um, right. So I, I bought a, a bunch, and I actually have this kind of neat cup uh, where I have all these short straws, and it's like it's like become a decorative thing for me on my counter. Yeah. So um, I do. I'm. It's it's crazy. Beware if you buy one of these straws, you're gonna <laughs> love it. You may you may become like me. But um, anyway, you can learn, if you want to learn more about the products that we're talking about, you can go to strawsome.com. That's S-T-R-A-W-E-S-O-M-E, strawsome, awesome, strawsome.com. Um, you can go to Facebook slash strawsome. You can go to Twitter or Instagram, be strawsome. And uh, so you can see pictures. You can uh, read about the products. They have a blog um, that's kind of fun to read. And um, it's just been such a pleasure, Daedra. Thank oh, you thank so you. much for joining me today. Thank you. I appreciate it so much. And just so you know, too, on our blog, we're going to be launching a new series coming up um, the end of the month that's going to have a lot more information. It's going to have like a Dear Daedra segment where there are going to be lots of questions and answers and cool. stuff about me and what I do in the business. And it's going to be, it's a lot of work, too, to do that blog, but I think it's going to give the people, our customers, um, a lot more information, just kind of knowing about us and how we work. Again, keeping everything open and, you know, understanding. Well, so. and that, again, that's part of the draw. You know, one of the things I love about buying products from owner-operated companies is you, you're learning about them and you feel a connection to them. And that makes me, and that, frankly, when I was looking at all the different websites, I looked at um, sites that sold glass straws, sites that sold metal straws. Um, mm -hmm. the thing that drew me to your site was the site itself, you know, the, 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 the fact that it was so personal and I felt mm -hmm. like I was walking into a small shop and the owner was greeting me and talking to me. I mean, it has that kind of feel to it. And then just the, the beauty of the <laughs> products. I mean, there was just, they were just so pretty, even just the plain straws, you know, without yeah. any decorative item attached, just looked pretty. And all that sort of attention to detail is what said, you know what, I'm going to order. And I think the first thing I ordered was maybe just like one straw. I don't remember. It was a small order. And then I ordered more from that. And I also will mention they have um, brushes, although I, I haven't had, I bought one because it was so inexpensive, but I haven't needed to use it. Yeah, I barely use a cleaning brush, too. I just stick them in the dishwasher. I'm not going to hand wash anything. I don't have to. Yeah. So there's straws and brushes, the cases. If you get something stuck. Yeah. And like the smoothie, like if you don't rinse it out right away, mm -hmm. just like with any dish, you might need to scrub it out a little bit. So that's why we have it there. Right. So that's yeah. awesome feedback. I appreciate like that because anybody can buy anything on Amazon and you can pretty much buy glass straws on Amazon too. So, you know, what would make you want to go to us versus Amazon was probably your just description of it. Like it's becoming like the big box store versus little mom and pop store, just like a you know, a brick and mortar store. That's what online retail is becoming like. So that's where we're striving to, you know, succeed in that kind of world. And I think it's working. So thanks for that feedback. I think it is. I think you're awesome. So oh, thank you. <laughs> thanks again for joining me and uh, for all of you listening. Um, I'm glad I got the chance to share a little bit about uh, this company and this uh, amazing woman, Deidre Soroic. So everyone, enjoy, uh, get a glass straw, enjoy your favorite beverage, and have a beautiful day.